0: Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 10% Happier early and ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. From ABC, this is the 10% Happier Podcast. I'm Dan Harris. This is a a highly unusual version of of the 10% Happier Podcast. The most times we've ever had to bleep any Guest or guests ever and probably forever, uh, but well worth it. Uh, this is this is unusual in <laughs> in a variety of uh, of of ways. Well, one one way that I just want to highlight early on is that we we kind of did it backwards, where we get to meditation at the very end. So let me just step back and tell the full story here. I've been uh, kind of obsessed with music for a long time. In fact, the first thing I do every morning it's just this deeply ingrained habit is I look. At, or among the first things I do is I look at the website Pitchfork, which every day they put up new reviews for uh, for records. And um, I don't know where I saw a review for the following band. I, I don't think it actually was on Pitchfork, but it was somewhere. I also look at the website Metacritic, where they aggregate reviews for movies and TV shows and, and uh, new music. And I think that's probably where I saw the reviews for a band called Culture Abuse and I had heard of them, actually, because they had done some really great songs with another band that I uh, that I really like called Waves, and it's W-A-V-V-E-S, I think is how Waves spells their name. And so I started listening to their record. This was maybe a couple weeks ago, and I, I loved it, and I tweeted about it. I almost never tweet about anything other than my son or meditation, and I tweeted about it basically just saying that this record is One of the few records I've heard in memory where literally every song is catchy. They come out of a pop punk tradition, more punk than pop tradition in San Francisco, which is a long history of uh, a venerable history of punk music dating back to Green Day and beyond. Um, And. Uh, so they're 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 definitely on the heavier end, but but you know they sound a little bit like sort of a more uh, cuddly Nirvana or The Strokes, and but the the album is fantastic. Although as you'll hear, I do fear on some level uh, for them that the fact that I love them and I'm 47 years old and lame is not a good sign for them. But anyway, uh, they uh, the record is fantastic. So I tweeted about it not thinking it was going to go anywhere, um, but they wrote back with something jokey along the lines of, hey, man, you should put us on TV. We have a lot to say. Uh, and I just uh, said, uh, do you meditate? And they said, yes. I didn't believe them, but they said yes. So I said, come on the podcast. Um, just for, on a lark, I said, come on the podcast. And they said yes to that. And so uh, you'll hear the results. But after I... So it was only after loving the album, and then after having a little random Twitter back and forth with them, that I actually Googled them. So I didn't know anything about them, and when I Googled them, I found out some. I, I learned something um, really remarkable. So this is even after I invited them on the podcast is when I learned that what I think is kind of the headline of the story, or one of the headlines, which is the lead singer, uh, and the and the guy who writes all the songs, David, uh, has cerebral palsy, and um, in fact. Um, in the one interview I found with him, uh, talked about how he's. It wasn't until his late twenties, early thirties, where he felt comfortable enough to play his songs in public because he was just worried what people would think of them. And it made me think: Are is there any band with any member uh, who had you know prominently uh, uh, disabled? And I just c- couldn't think of any. Although you'll hear in the interview that we do, I guess, mention the drummer for Def Leppard. But that's a while ago. Um, and he didn't start out. He had an accident, lost an arm and then learned how to play. it was amazing what he did. But anyway, he's the front man of a band. And I can't think of any other example. And I think that's really incredible. And uh, as you'll hear, he's an incredible person and his story is remarkable. And a- as are the stories of many of his, of his bandmates. Um I was a little worried going into the interview because uh, I thought, what if I don't like them and I love their record so much, um, but they turned out to be phenomenally friendly and interesting. And let me say one other thing before we get to your calls, which is that my son, my three-year-old son, Alexander, absolutely loves this band. Um, and they're not kids' music by any stretch. In fact, there are some songs we can't play for him uh, because of the language, but... Um, But he really loves his band. We listen to it in the bathtub. And there's one song called Be Kind to the uh, Bugs that he's obsessed with. And it's played around our house so many times that I can now recite it from memory. Uh, So great interview coming up. uh, And uh, you'll hear more of it in a second. Uh, Sorry for the unusually long intro. But let's get to the voicemails. My usual caveat, as you know, not a meditation teacher, not a mental health expert, uh, just a reporter who likes to meditate, uh, so don't take my answers too seriously. Uh, here we go. Call number one.
1: Hi, Dan. Um, just starting out with uh, meditation, and uh, it's it's tough, but um, I, I think it's effective. But uh, my question is, and you might have already covered this uh, somewhere along the way, what is your thoughts and feelings on um, using antidepressants in conjunction with uh, meditation? Thanks a lot.
0: Oh, you know, a lot of people I I get a little worried sometimes when I hear from people that, you know, they're looking to use meditation to get off medication. Um I mean, I'm not necessarily saying that's a bad thing, but I'm not anti modern medicine. And if your physician and you agree that medication can be useful, I think it can be incredibly useful. And there it's not Either or I mean you you can take medication and do meditation and do talk therapy and get your physical exercise and enough sleep and eat well. You can do all of these things. And um, it all goes toward the same goal, which is making you saner. And uh, so I am I think antidepressants, if you and your doctor are of a mind that it's it's effective in your case, absolutely go for it it's and, and they've saved the lives of countless people now are we over medicated you know i there are a lot of people who believe we are and i think that's a a, a problem worth discussing but in an individual life if again if you're working with a, a physician uh, and you trust him or her then then i don't there's no shame in that game and, and if you've got depression that is not your fault it's you know it, your the, the brain is an organ like any other organ and Uh, Sometimes they can be problematic. So long way of saying go for it if you're doing both at the same time. I think they can work really nicely in concert. Um, Here's the second call.
1: Hi, Dan. This is Matt from Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, Quick question for you. If you had to recommend one book or reading um, that you've come across around meditation or even more just classical Buddhism um, that you've read and studied over the last several years that you've um, gone deeper into your own spirituality, um, What book would you recommend or, or publication would you recommend to your readers and why? Thank you. Bye.
0: That's a toughie. Just one? I mean, I guess it's my show. I can do whatever I want, but I'll try to play by your rule. Um, I, I, I guess I would go with, you know, again, with the caveat that there are probably seven or eight books that I really would recommend. If I was going to go with one, I would go with Why Buddhism is True by Stephen Batchelor. No, that's not. He wrote Buddhism Without Beliefs. There is another book called Why Buddhism is True uh, by Robert Wright, which is phenomenal. But let me, let me give that honorable mention. Um, but Buddhism Without Beliefs is by Stephen Batchelor and uh, is really written uh, from the standpoint of somebody who knows a ton about Buddhism, has spent many, many years as a, as a monk, but is um, not a person of faith and just practice. He's the one, he's the first person I ever heard say Buddhism is is not something to believe in. It's something to do. And and that, that really is, you know, the way I, I mean, there are people who practice Buddhism as a religion. I think that I have no problem with that. But for many of us secular Westerners or Westerners who are subscribers to of another faith, Buddhism is, you know, really safe place because you can practice Buddhism without having to believe in anything. And Stephen does a great job. I do need to get Stephen on this podcast because he's written many great books. Um, but that was the first book I read by him, and I think it's probably his most famous book. It's easy to read, short, and uh, I think great and, and intriguing explainer for you know why it's worth training your mind in this tradition. Uh, And also, Why Buddhism is True is a great book, too. That's a slightly longer book, slightly newer book by Robert Wright, and he's been on the podcast, and and I recommend you listen to that podcast. So I guess I'm slightly cheating there. Okay, let's get to our our guest this week. As mentioned, the band's name is Culture Abuse. The lead singer, who's this is the first voice you'll hear, and we spend most of the time with him, uh, is David Kelling, although we do bring in the other members eventually. He really has quite an amazing story, and as I said at the beginning, we end up kind of circling back to meditation at the end. So this is a slightly different podcast in that sense. So, but give it a chance because I I think you're going to get a lot out of this, and uh, I really think this is a, a phenomenal band, who's and that they're you're hearing. Um, you're hearing a band that, that you'll be hearing a lot more about later on. And um, also, just fair warning, <laughs> there's a phenomenal amount of bleeping that we had to do because of the swear words. But these are punk rockers, so give them, give them a break. Anyway, here we go. Culture Abuse, David Kelling. I don't know where to start. Other than that, I love your record. It's awesome. It really is awesome. I haven't – I think I said this on Twitter. I have not heard a record – in a long time, where literally every single song is a hit. I mean, every song nails it. And usually people throw on either some sort of interstitial stuff or one really slow jam or I don't know, but you guys just basically said we're going to swing for it on every song.
2: Mm. Well, it's kind of crazy because we had we went into the studio with like 14 or 15 songs and we played the record for our engineer and, and our, every song and then like the first day he was just like, let's pick 10. And then was just kind of like, yeah, I feel like this one, this one, this one, this one, pick ten. So there's, like, four or five more songs that didn't make the record that I personally now might have switched so out a couple.
0: Are they are they put out an
2: EP? Yeah. Well, we didn't, like, f- we just tracked it live. Oh, I see. Know, so so we didn't, didn't really finish like- them. And that was, like, part of the the thing that was crazy about making the record. It was, like, working with someone who who, like... I mean, we like played the song once, and you'd be like, "Yeah, I like this song and this song." And, you know, and you're like, "No, like,
0: listen to the song." You
2: know, like, <laughs> like I don't. Yeah. So
0: you think you ended up with the catchiest songs because somebody else was making no, gut decisions? No,
2: no, I think that even if we put out 15 song record, it still would have you would still be all saying the still. same thing. Yeah. So you are you writing all the songs? <laughs> For the most part. For I now. mean, like, and and uh, like more of like the. The, I'll write the like Bob Dylan Watchtower version and then give it to the band and then we play the Jimi Hendrix version. You know what I mean? So they'll rough it up for you. Yeah. And probably do some editing. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: But so you're trying to, I mean, you are, there is, there's an ethos. I've been following whatever you want to call it, underground rock, punk rock, indie rock for most of my life since some, some kid in, in sophomore year homeroom slipped me a mixtape with the Minutemen on one side and Sonic Youth on the other. Hell yeah, and yeah. Uh, there usually is this pressure in this world, you guys can tell me more about the world, to um, alienate the listener on some level, challenge the listener on some level. But You seem to like we have no problem just being catchy as hell, even though you've got, I mean, the sound is roughed up in a way that is, you know, that works but you're not trying to like throw in a song that's just completely unlistenable.
2: Yeah, I mean that, that was kind of like the thing from the beginning of the band it was like let's just do let's just like when we write a song or like we're learning a song or something it was just like let's just make it easy, you know, and that's almost the thing that we like struggle with sometimes or just to try to like if it doesn't like if it doesn't feel natural then we just don't do it. And then there's like There's a million songs so far that we've like started and just scrapped because it's like, no, like, but then the good ones, I mean, because there's the theory that like every, every song is like already written. And even when you like, when you, I feel like when I write a song and it's like a good one and a catchy one, it'll come out in like 10 minutes, you know, rather than like. Like the ones that you're like, oh, I just, oh, I just don't. Oh.
0: So if you're it's struggling, like, that's feedback. If you're
2: struggling, then it, then it's not, then it's not a Culture abuse song. You know, like, like, and and so much of like, I feel like, a thing of growing up, like it, as like a, a musician is like, when you play in in like your high school band, you want to like, show. Everything that you can do. So the guitar player is like playing as much as he can, and the drummer is like playing as much as he can, and like, you know, everyone's just trying to like show how talented they are. When like now it's just kind of like, oh, it's just, let's just write something that someone could like bob their head to like the entire time and not to be like, like these weird parts that you just get thrown off by. But you know, back in the day,
0: I remember when Green Day you guys are from San Francisco when Green Day got popular all the punk kids were uh you know oh, they yeah. sold out and they their songs were too catchy do you get any feedback like you're too you're too poppy you're not punk oh, enough yeah. You Oh yeah oh yeah
2: I mean I feel like people that are even like nice to us in person like talk shit <laughs> behind our back you know like and totally I feel like we're like it it's kind of like it's kind of weird coming from the bay area cuz I almost feel like the Bay Area to punk rock is, like, is like country to Texas. Like, your country, you, like, if you leave Texas and you play country, you're, like, kind of disowned. And that's how I feel, like, being a Bay Area punk band, it's like, we're all good, like, when we we're just in the Bay Area, but then as soon as we, like, left, then it's like, oh, those guys... You know,
0: is it would it be a knock against you that somebody who's forty seven and has a three year old kid and is a network news anchor likes your fan? <laughs> yeah,
2: it yeah, is. it would be that. Would,
0: <laughs> we should we should but not already, release this. We not, yes. We're
2: into deep, though. That's why. That's why we need a sitcom. We love Modern yeah. Family. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so ABC. that's why we're in. Yeah. We're we, we've already sold out a long time ago. So okay. we. we <laughs> but I, I feel like you know. I, 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 I i was going to defend
0: myself, but I I'm not that's that's um, 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 I don't want to get myself in too deep. Um, but so tell me about this. This, you know, I, I the, the order of operations here was I heard the record. I think I i don't even know why I must have read a review somewhere Then I remembered that you had done these songs with Waves, another band. And I loved those songs. And so I thought, oh, I'll listen to this record. And I loved it so much that I tweeted about it just for no reason whatsoever other than just once in a while I moved to tweet about a record. And I mean it's pretty rare and I did it in this case and then we started talking on Twitter. And then it was only after I said you should come on the podcast that I started researching you on any level and I came across <laughs> this fascinating interview you gave – so I, I found this out later, but you talked a little bit about how the fact how you actually almost didn't play your songs publicly for a long time for a reason can you talk about that?
2: yeah I mean like my whole life I've been like writing like little poppy little like poppy catchy songs and but then there was like I don't know it's it's like you like,
0: talked about how that you were held back by some level of like self disdain
2: oh totally I mean like i It's weird, like, just putting it out there, especially, like, I just, like, devoted my life to, like, the punk rock scene, I guess, if you would, or being, like, a hardcore band or being, like, so then it's, like, weird, like, because I play guitar, but I can't, I have cerebral palsy and it affects the right side of my body, so I can't, I'm left-handed, but I have to play the guitar right-handed. I can't hold a pick with my hand, so I just strum with, like, my fingers or pick with my thumb. And so I don't play guitar like that good, or like, or like in the classic sense of like playing guitar, or like singing. I don't know. There was just a million things. It was just like I was just so so shy. I mean, I don't know how to like. Do you think the to balls played a role in that? I mean, yeah. uh, It was a lot. It's a lot easier I found to like just get up in front of people and just like. If you feel like a freak then you just like act like a freak and everyone just was like that's what it is but it's hard to be like if you feel like a freak inside like do something beautiful
0: that's really interesting and so that really held you back from doing what you wanted to do
2: yeah or I, and i didn't really have any like i didn't really have any examples that could show me that i i like i don't know i always had like little demos and i'd like Play for my friends, or like record like little, you know, like little things and show people here and there. But then actually to like get to the point, I'm I'm 31 and it took me this long to like actually write songs. I, I, what did you think that people would make fun of
0: you or they wouldn't accept you? What What did you think?
2: I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things that's just it's like played in your head. Like even when even when we wrote our demo, it was like I wanted to do it in things in certain ways. And then we didn't, you know, like then kind of kept it like live, and we were just kind of partying, doing doing a lot of a lot of stuff, and just kind of kept it wild. And then we like went and recorded another seven inch, and I kind of like still felt like I needed to like yell, even though I wanted to like
0: sing. And Is then there overcompensating? was overcompensating.
2: Yeah, and there was just things in my head, like I was like, okay, well everyone like headbangs, like Junebug headbangs, like in the band, you know, and like if I'm singing like pretty you know like no one's gonna like that like no one in the band's even gonna like that i don't know it's just like weird weird things of understanding but then i'm like okay well if you listen to like if you're in the van with us and you listen to the music that we listen to it's like no one really listens to like heavy music so what are you guys listening to abba on the road. Don't say that's true. <laughs> no. no. Okay. So, so we we
0: DJed the other night, and someone was <laughs> requesting really? yes. oh, Yeah. Did, are there other examples of people who are either front men or women in a band or even in any prominent position in a band who have a disability? Uh,
2: every once in a while, there's like some some f-ing A ends with a, a hole mm-hmm. uh, that will <laughs> like that will hit a f- be like yeah <laughs> there's like some they, he's our yeah, cowbell man is, <laughs> there is people that will be like well what about this band and it's like, Ooh, like some, the drummer like, from Def Leppard obscure right <laughs> well, right I, I mean, mean
0: that's the only example I can come up with
2: right well and that's that and he was a like, drummer and that's the question and that's is what's difficult and like it's kind of like a weird because I understand like I get everyone's like battle internally or or externally you know But there's plenty of bands with, like, females that you can look up to and love. And they're f***ing awesome. There's plenty of, like, bands with, like, people of color. There's plenty of, like, all these bands that you can look up to. Like, to where if you are, like, if you are a female and you want to play in a band, there's a million f***ing good bands to, like, look at. And there's a million, like, good things. But then, for me, it's, like, who, especially a front man, though. And the front man, like, you're always told, or the front person is supposed to be, like, good-looking and and in shape and in, like, this and that. And it's, like, supposed to be, like, kind of the face of it, you know? And so it's, like, it's easier for me to feel comfortable in, like, a hardcore band or in, like, a really weird punk band and just be screaming my head off or just spitting all over myself or doing something rather than to be, like, I'm going to sing you this very beautiful song, you know? Because <laughs> – there isn't. There isn't an example, and I haven't really ever seen one. And so it is hard. It was hard. And, it like, I mean, we've been doing this, uh, like, long enough now. It's going on, like, five years with basically the same crew, so I feel comfortable. And, like, more and more we're getting to just be, like, who cares and, like, not overthink things a lot and do a lot of shit as a, as a band. But before that, it was hard. Just, like, no, no examples. And then it's also hard to be, like, the person now that is, like, an example. Because it's, like, I, I don't know. I Until the last, like, year or two, I've never even, like, really talked to someone else with cerebral palsy. Because I've just never, there's not that many of us, you know? So it's not like, you're, like, going to school, like, oh, yo, what's up? Like, you have it, too? Like, what do you, you know? Like, oh, that's crazy. And you know, like. And there's no real, there's no real perks. I mean, other than like a handicap placard, and we get to park. Do you some have one? Other, yeah, hell yeah, I have yeah, one. It's great on tour. It's you get great. To park where we want. It's wonderful. <laughs> and you don't have to pay for a meter, but you like, don't and, have to meter. and that's like, and totally like, me and Barbara and my girlfriend will be like, you know, go park somewhere, like looking for a parking spot, and there'll be like a handicap spot, and we'll be like, yeah, perks, you know. Yeah. But like, <laughs> other Even than that, to the airport, we get to jump the line every once in a while. Every once in a while. (laughs) Like, there's a bunch of times where they don't, and I'm like, you're a, you're a, a a hole. (laughs) But, (laughs) but, but then, so it's like, it's weird to talk about with anyone really, because there's not, there's not anything that's like, there's not anything positive about it. It's like, it's like, the only, the, a lot of like the, the, Things I see people standing up for is like I mentioned before, like women or people of color or or your sexual orientation and stuff. And that's all. That's badass. It's like I'm gay. Hell yeah, you know, like that's fucking cool. And then, but for it's like, oh, you have cerebral palsy. It's like hell yeah, you know. It's like no, no, that's fucking sucks. But and there's nothing, nothing that can be done to make it better. The condition? Yeah, Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, I could do physical therapy. You know, I could be doing things to, like, help it. But then now we're on the road all the time, and there's no... Is it a painful condition? Yeah, I mean, it's like all the muscles on the right side of my body are, like, tight. And my brain... It's like my brain telling my... The right side of my body to do something, it's like slower, you know. Like so, it's like the left side.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, he, he's moving his. I'm hands. moving my hands <laughs> to like show
2: the difference, but it, it but, but. I'll, I'll,
0: I'll, I'll say something, and I don't know. You maybe you've heard this before, maybe you haven't, or maybe it's embarrassing. But I'm just gonna say because I think it's worth saying that I actually think that what you're doing is incredibly important. It's a big deal. That's why I want my son to meet you. Because I think it's a really big deal that you can... I think this band is going to get really big. That's the kiss of death, by the way. I shouldn't have said that. I apologize. Oh, oh, Dan! I, I once predicted uh, to my... My brother still teases me. My little brother, I dragged him in front of the TV one day and pointed out some random band. He still remembers the name, Platinum Blonde. And I was like, watch this band. They're going to be big. And I was like, seven, or whatever. And they, of course, did not become big. So I hope... I wish upon you everything that... Platinum blonde did not achieve. Um. (laughs) It
2: It seem that a lot of your decisions have led you to a lot of great things. Thank you, appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I think I think I mean
0: you you guys are incredible, and I think that the having I never even crossed my mind that just what you said. Of course, we need bands with all sorts of people who are celebrated for who they are and what they can do, and we've never had anybody with a disability. And, again, I loved you even before before I knew that. Um, but its it strikes me as immediately and obviously incredibly important.
2: Yeah. I mean, because it is. And it's shit that pisses me off. And not for, like, the negative way, but there's so many, like, you know, there'll be, like, a Coachella or, like, a festival. And then someone will do, like, the... Look at how many females are in the bands that are playing. You know, it's like, and the numbers are like crazy. And it's like, name one. Name one f-ing person of one f-ing festival that's not us now. You know, like one. One. There one, isn't. I mean, there is. The drummer
0: for Def Leppard. There, that's, that, yeah, that's what it is.
2: he's not playing Coachella. <laughs> no. You know, like what I mean? Like, they should be on every f-ing festival to even out the ratio of everything or like we even like even on the joyce manor waves tour thing there was like this those are
0: two other bands they toured with them just because our audience many of my audience we did this tour with a band called joyce manor and
2: waves and we were gonna be on the tour but then there was like this this thing that was like well we're afraid of like it being like too all male and so we might need to like do something and it was like again like wait uh, okay, so we can't be on it because we're all men, but then I'm not, like, advocating anything. And then even when the tour got, like, announced, there was other people being, like, like, this other band, there's, like, this other band that I won't name, but when I see them in person, I'm going to f-ing call them out <laughs> on all this. But it was, like, oh, yeah, well, this tour is, like, all males. But, like, if you look, like, look at these tours that are all just, like, taking away from, like, what, actually we're doing and the fact of like getting in a van riding in a van like Every venue that we play has nothing but stairs. Like getting on the stage is just stairs. A lot of times they don't even have stairs. Yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. like it's crazy. It's crazy. So Nothing's like you have to pull like, them up. You, you yeah, gotta help, out.
1: help, yeah. like It'll I mean, I'm um, with with nothing. It's just a stage up against the like the back of the venue, and there's just nothing
0: there. And just and, like, for the record, let me just have you because you're just say your name just so people can recognize the voice. I'm John. John,
2: aka Jumbuck. Yeah, we call him come, come Guitar sure. player,
0: guitar. Player. Guitar, yeah. yes, noise maker, yes. and the person who's dropping ice. the a bombs on, yes. on this on this cursor. Yes, yeah. cursor in chief. Um, <laughs> but so sometimes you just can't l- physically get on the stage. Yeah, without, I mean
2: because yeah. the stage will be like we gotta it,
1: build stairs sometimes for him. Like we'll take like road cases and put them there so he can like use those.
2: Like, I mean it won't the stage. It doesn't even need to be. It doesn't need to be that high to be too high for me. I mean and it's shit that only people with disabilities I feel like would understand kind of in a way or unless you've like broke your leg or it's something it's like it's like anxiety it gives me anxiety just knowing that I'm gonna have to like get up on a stage that I can't get up on it gives me anxiety while I'm on stage knowing that I'm gonna have to like get off like we're gonna have to play a show and then like do this thing and then everyone's gonna have to like literally watch me like crawl off this stage but then like bands will be on tour and be like There's no multi-gender bathroom in this venue and stuff. And it's like, it's not handicapped accessible at all. And literally, like, if I threw a fit or if handicapped people of the world threw a fit, half of the, like, more than half of the venues would be shut down. down. But I love music, you know, so it's like, I just want somewhere to play. Do you get anxiety about what people are going to think of you?
0: yeah. Because I would imagine people who like your band show up to a show and are not expecting to see somebody. To Some people don't music. get it either. Like they just yeah.
1: they don't know yeah. that he has that condition, and they just think he's like wasted. We get a lot of tweets all the time. It's like I saw culture piece, but the singer's wasted. He couldn't like,
2: even stand up straight. Yeah, and it's like yeah. that's you know, not what's like, going on uh-huh. here. Yeah. And yeah. then but then sometimes they will. I'll just like and it will kind of going back to like what we were talking about is just like I will get wasted. Just to be like, well, you think that I'm a freak? I'm going to act like a freak, mm. you know? And, and and even, like, I mean, the smallest things. And it sounds so silly, and I never, like, really want to, like, admit it really ever. But it's, like, even just, like, meeting people or, like, you know, someone likes our band, and then so we, like, go to meet them. And I don't want to, like, let anyone down ever.
0: Part of you what? think, okay, I, I this guy, this ABC News... Loser liked my band and, you know, we show up and... But maybe I hadn't done any research and I would be somehow disappointed when I saw you? Is that no, no, the type no, of thing? No, 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 because
2: I figured, like, someone like you could just exploit it, you know? Like, more... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I was like, is, is that a joke? <laughs> no, I mean, but now, you know, like... I, no, no, not like that. Like, more like the, the cool dude, you know? Because, like, that's the thing, and I've talked about it before. It's like, I feel like it's a good... Um, like people tester you know it's like I know when I make someone feel uncomfortable and it's usually the people that are insecure with themselves are the ones that obviously feel like uncomfortable around me
0: it's like a litmus test
2: yeah kind of like because it is like the the one that's like you know like the person that's like the most puffed up kind of like you know how I mean growing up you learn these things, everyone does like kind of like it's like the louder you yell, the less you have something to say, mm-hmm. you know it's like it's like a lot of times like those people are the ones that are like, oh, uh, I'm like kinda you know it's like I mean now, now our band's getting bigger, so it like doesn't really they can't say anything to you now, it, it, right, right, you, or like the like yo dude, and you're like, no, I know." I, like that's the other thing that's crazy is there's like a million people that it's like, you, you didn't give a f- about me, you didn't care like you I don't know and then now oh, I see. Like now people, that the like, band's like bigger then it's like dude you're, you you been my dog like my whole you know like and you're like, <laughs> yeah, no, like no no I mean that, that's probably for ev- that's yeah, for like, everyone like not even okay we say even, your
0: name now. Uh, Shane, Shane Stainer, aka Sean. He plays bass. <laughs> AKA
2: Shambles, AKA Stain, Stain, Living in Shambles. He's got a lot of nicknames. We change his name. We <laughs> yeah. we actually I, just call him by a different name. They usually all start with S. Yeah, just so and that just sticks
0: I can imagine where, where, where he's where even. Where called, that gives you a lot of possibilities. There's a
2: lot. Yeah, and yeah, he's and called himself. He's even. <laughs> introduce himself <laughs> <themselves. laughs> introduce in the wrong yeah. name because yeah. <laughs> we've called them the wrong name <laughs> for so long
0: so we were saying people come out of the woodwork now oh yeah
3: kind of going back to what
0: you were saying like this
3: dude who plays in a, like a, a metal band and has up and is kind of in that scene came up and was like yo dude like i was working at a bar and your band came on and this dude who i was working with only plays like pop punk you know and he's like i hate everything that he plays and then your music came on and i was like holy shit like i actually enjoyed this like this is good but he was like i like it because you guys like are you like because i like he knows that like you know i live in a green room at the bar i work at like because we all struggle you do? yeah <laughs> like you know, we all kind of struggle to this? like get here. So you yeah. live in the gr- in green room,
0: meaning, in other words, this is a bar, the green room where where performers go to yes. unwind before they go on. Yes. you live in that. I live mm-hmm. in that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That speaks to a level of real struggle in order to do what you're doing.
3: Yeah, but you know, it's kind of weird to hear like from someone who like didn't really one of with our band or like really given it. It, you know he was like kind of one of those like sf cool guys you know sf
0: cool the, guys to, meaning san francisco like, cool guys yeah. yes yes, yes. <laughs> for people uh, over
3: 30 for those who don't know <laughs> the slang and he was just like going on about how much he liked the record but really his main focus was because he like knew me or you know we're like knew that like we're selling out maybe like in as he said it like where you guys are selling out but you're like still cool and it's like this ethos in san francisco like what dave was talking about like it's like the more you struggle as an artist the more respect you get there you know and if you create something and you're like well off it's like oh well you're it's like not worth it but then a
2: million people like a million people like that are well off will claim i mean we were talking about this yeah. there's like one man yeah. that's like talking about the struggles of san francisco and we know that they like live with their girlfriend rent free and then like, shane's yeah. living in a green room of the bar just so we can like go on tour whenever we can and make whatever we can you have a major
0: label record deal and you're living in the green room of a bar yeah, but it's uh, just it's well, just starting
1: out it's, now, it's and only it's the first record yeah <laughs>
3: and
2: it's only
1: shane so. oh, right, fair enough. No. <laughs> yeah. Heat, yeah it's only me <laughs> yeah like
2: that, it it's strange
1: that a lot of people this think that they're time. like they're like oh but you guys are signed like how like well, i don't have i never have money to do anything and like i can't you know it's it's we're we're broke and like you know people are like but you guys are signed and it's
2: like yeah but they don't they're not like giving I mean, us yeah. money. Yeah. Like, the record, stage, the all record's them... only been out for a month yeah. so yeah. far. That's so it's not like how it every, works. Oh, everything, everything, there will be a day, you know, like, hopefully soon, yeah. it's like, oh my god. Like, I mean, even, yeah. I mean... We came here hoping kids. there was going to be catering so we could eat today.
4: That's <laughs> 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 the only the
0: reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Let me just do a, a few more questions based on that article I had read about you. You, 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 you I mean, you talked about some of the, I think it was your term, like, self-hatred, that Came about from yeah. from having this condition. You even went so far; your girlfriend's in the room. You said something like, "You've even had moments of like, did I get this beautiful woman because uh, the band's a hit, and it's despite or you know like overlooking this disability? Yeah, that's I, the level of insecurity it can. Yeah, create. I
2: mean, because like I mean, we talk about we talk about like bands and bands with dis, like disabilities or how it's like what. What's name a movie where the main character who everyone thinks is f-ing cool and gets all the girls is disabled? You know, does that make sense? Yeah, so like, it's hard to project so yourself like, into a. Heroic so even situation. growing up in another, and not even like heroic, like even just like in like cool. what's what's one what's one movie where there's a disabled person in it and he everyone like he's cool or he saves the day or he or I don't know he you know like. In a way, it's like you grow up like not, but then going back to like if you're a female, like there's plenty of movies to like you know watch where you can feel empowered and you can feel like relate to someone. I mean, like I mean, growing up, everyone would like make Forrest Gump jokes at me. You know, so like, you get bullied here was and there. It,
0: I t- kind joking or
2: no? I mean, well, a-, a lot of people will kind joke with me. You know, when I was like younger, I was like, "Ha," ah, you know, like, and, like a little more insecure, and would like let it slide. And now, more and more, it's kind of like, "Okay, that's not, not funny." And I'll—it's one of those things like where I'll joke around about things sometimes, and then people think that they can just like joke around about it, and then it's like, you, "No, you can't say that," you know, like totally one of those situations. But, but yeah, going back to like, I don't know, yeah, like there was nothing, nothing, nothing in my life ever that showed me that there was success for growing up with the condition and the, the life that I had.
0: Was there something about your life beyond the condition that was
2: challenging? Uh, I grew up I grew up like outside of Yosemite, like out of dirt road, in uh, like a litter, like a one-bedroom cabin, like that's probably is not even as big as this whole room
0: this room we're in is reasonably big but not huge
2: but one room i slept on the couch till i was 19 years old and like my parents bed was probably like
4: and even that far away
2: yeah they're still together and they rule and they're like so supportive but we didn't have loving family but we didn't have like any money i mean we couldn't get cable they still don't have internet they're just my parents don't know what YouTube is or Netflix or dude. Watching
1: his mom try and FaceTime him the other day was brutal. (laughs) Uh She got no. She got got an iPad. It was like the classic like, mom, you
2: gotta, you're too close. (gasps) Like, yeah, (laughs) flip the camera like in the corner. (laughs) But yeah, it was probably not even like half like smaller than half of this room. And it's just like a like a log cabin, and then. My parents got like a Volkswagen bus, and every day after school, I would just go sit in the Volkswagen bus and like play acoustic guitar.
0: It paid off, man. Sorry, it is paying off. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, no. I no, mean, no. in terms of it's, it's, it's paying, paying off for, in my benefit because uh, I have great music to listen to. I don't know if it's actually literally paying off for you in terms of economics, oh, but um,
2: I mean, the checks—the checks in the mail. I hope. <laughs> I, I hope. I hope. <laughs> I hope. The have them wire <laughs> deposit that thing.
0: <laughs> Much more of our conversation right after this quick break. of Thriller Listener. The selection over on Audible when it comes to true crime, mystery, and thriller is um, quite extensive. They've got John Grisham. Tons of stuff by Stephen King, David Baldacci. My favorite that I've checked out recently in the crime fiction genre is called Age of Vice. It's by Deep D. Kapoor. whole wheat, pita pockets, and more. I am constantly consuming these 365 products, including the the raw cashews, which I snack on all the time. We love the 365 sea salt and pepper. Uh, We love their sushi rice. You get the picture. Go check it out. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market.
2: Brought to you by Indeed. Used by over 3 million businesses for hiring where business owners and HR professionals can post job openings with screener questions, then sort, review, and communicate with candidates from an online dashboard. Learn more at Indeed.com
3: hire. There's a lot coming at you right now. Turmoil, tweets, an insane amount of chatter. I'm Brad Milky with ABC News, and I am here to throw you a lifeline. It's a new podcast called Start Here, where our experts give you on-the-ground access to the biggest stories of the day. We're going to give you some context, some clarity among the chaos. 20 minutes every weekday. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And start here.
0: So the song that my son's obsessed with is Be Kind to the Bugs. Although he calls it Be Kind to the Bees. And he's not wrong about that because those are literally the first words of the song. Um, it's, a, it's rare to hear a song on a record like this uh, that appears to be about kindness to yourself and others. Can you, is, is, am I misreading uh, the meaning of the song? Can you just walk me through what you're trying to say on that song?
2: I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the songs are just like – a lot of the songs like are like slightly negative – and slightly positive, it's kind of like the lyrics or the emotion is like kind of how you thought processing a lot of things, you know? So it's it's literally like, I don't, I don't know, in the. the I read Siddhartha, like her, the Herman Hess book, you know, and I know that a lot of people have read it years before, or like in high school or something. But like I read it and it was kind of like about, you know, like the less you have, like the more. It's like almost, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but...
0: Meaning that it's it's kind of an argument. I haven't read the book in about 10 years. I I read it as a grown-up, but it was was a while ago. But maybe the message was something along the lines of having too much, which we think is going to make us happy, actually doesn't make us happy.
2: Yeah, I mean, and and he, you know, he, like, goes through and he's, like, a Buddhist and is trying to search for enlightenment and goes, like, without anything for so long. And then he, like, goes into town and he meets meets a woman and the woman wants someone with money and stuff and he can like save up his money because he never had money so then he doesn't have to he doesn't spend it because he never had you know like it's like all the things like you can acquire like the less you have and the more you're okay with it then like the more you can accomplish because you never really had anything and it's also in the same sense of like being like the less you expect like the you know like you're not you're never let down if you expect nothing i don't know we were, we were like everyone's talking about like the the bees crisis and how something like so small can like affect the whole universe and so it was just kind of like talking about like originally the words were be kind to the bees be kind to the bugs be cautious of people be careful with drugs cuz it was still like I, i'm not saying that you have to like just be – you still need to, like, watch out for people because, like, you know.
0: But that's a very different message than the, the – can you say the current lyric?
2: Well, and then Brett Gurwitz, the owner of of Epitaph, was like, no, you need, to, you need to change it to conscious of people because you say be cautious of people, be careful with drugs. That's the same thing. Cautious and careful is the same thing. And I was like, yeah, no, but that's not what I'm trying to, like, say. But he did, like – and I – I am I feel like an advocator of being conscious trying to be conscious of a lot of of people but so the first verse actually says be conscious of people and the second one says cautious. Oh really? Cuz I kept it the same. You know just like can I have my own like little like It's still Give it in to the there, man. You know like, I should yeah. say
0: Epitaph is the is the record label. Um
2: but, greatest record label in the world. Of course.
0: Uh, <laughs> that goes without millions. saying. Yes, these guys are rolling in it. Thank you, FF. Uh, Covered in so, jewels. But, so it man. really wasn't initially a song about kindness to he, other humans. It was more like be nice to animals, but... And, but, but
2: kind of like take care of yourself. Uh-huh. Like be just aware of your surroundings, but then also like... And then the chorus is kind of like... Like, I mean we were living like just bouncing around kind of in the bay area and there was at one point where where i had was in the middle of a move and like took everything like open up a storage unit put like a lot of stuff in the storage unit and then took like every single piece of clothing that i had every like every camera every like all all my shit that i loved i put it in my car and like had it and like i didn't have anywhere to stay. I was like crashing on someone's couch and I don't really know why I did it or why I do a lot of stupid things, but then my car got broken into that night and it they stole every every piece of clothes that I had except the ones that were on my back. They stole like every camera I had, everything, every photo, every like every like possession that you cared for. It, they stole it you know and so it's like it kind of like crushed me and it kind of like changed my whole like outlook on the world like kind of put me in like a depression too because I didn't have like anything I wasn't living anywhere but then kind of coming through it on the other side it's like now it's like we'll purge all the time like you know or like me and yeah. Barbara like we'll be in my room and like I'll just like like i don't need this and one of my friends told barbara's me your just barbara's your girlfriend barbara's my just, girlfriend and we'll totally do these things like a purging you know like we call it and it's just like because now it's like you can go without anything and be fine you know for the most for the most part having somewhere
0: mo- movie about this like on netflix minimalism yes. yeah i mean that movie actually Uh, Does it bring joy to my life, right? That's basically the question that you asked. But wait, wait, let me just say who you are. This is a new voice. Yeah, hello, I'm Ross. Ross is the the drummer. By the way, you're a really good drummer. This is the only instrument I know how to play, and uh, you are really good. Hey, all right. Were you on both records? Yes. Because the style changed a little bit between the first and second record. Your style.
4: Definitely, yeah. We were working... This is a crazy uh, uh, digression here. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Just working with... um, you know some different people on the on Bay Dream the newer album um just like having different ideas come in you know and trying to not necessarily necessarily steer it in like a i don't know it it was more like it felt there was parts that were
0: on the first record i mean it was awesome but i felt like you were showing your chops in a way yeah, that the on first the second one was just like
4: explosive yes bombastic like go nuts and just like fill every two seconds and just be like crazy you know play as heavy and as hard as i could and then the next one was more like we had some help with, with some being like let's maybe like not do like a crazy fill every you know five seconds and like be more thoughtful on where we put these parts and it definitely like kind of tamed it down a little bit but i think it served the song in a good way so
1: it was our first time working with like a producer too so
4: the first record was just you just us just and just then, us, yeah, then yeah and a friend and a friend recording it so like dave
1: basically produced it. Yeah. But, like, this guy's, like, you know, he, that's what he does for a living. Yeah. Producing. So important. he was... Some crazy act. so... Yeah.
2: But it was, it was kind of, like, like, this thing of, like, you know, you're, like, we're a fucking punk, and you fucking bash the shit out of it, and you yeah. go, and then, like, kind of where we talked about at the beginning is, like, growing as a musician, it's, like, you listen to the Ramones, they're not even necessarily, like, just bashing the hell. Like, you listen to the Ramones, and you want to, like, You know, you get, at least me, like, I get fired up. And you want to, like, you know, you feel, like, the energy that you feel from punk. But he's not screaming. He's not bashing the drums. You know, so it's like, if we were doing a song like Be Kind to the Bugs and Ross is like, You know, it's like, that that doesn't really, you know. So it's kind of, like, more... Trying to play to the actual song mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. like before it was like still trying to like was afraid of taking the actual step of just being like fuck it and we're still trying to like make a make a crazy punk record you know and like thinking about like I want kids to mosh you know still or this is like,
0: moshable music or, it's just it's just
4: catchy
2: yeah just yeah to make People it more like in the, last night. in
4: the pocket I guess you know like the drummer Hal Blaine is like part of the, the wrecking crew and he's like one of my favorite drummers and it's just he recorded on like all that phil Spector stuff all the sound you know like and uh like just like thousands of like hit songs you know and just like like a very pocket drummer and just define know,
0: that, in the pocket for folks
4: i guess it's just like it's capturing more of a, a vibe rather than like yeah like david saying just trying to like just show your your chops or whatever or just like be like this is how good i am or you know it's like i don't know how would you guys describe play pocket? Like,
3: I guess like playing more like reserved
2: instead of just doing as much as you can all the time. You know, and yeah, not so it,
3: showy, little smart
1: kind of. When
2: well, in the pocket it's like to me like kind of when you do anything like creatively and you feel like in tune with it all. You know, it's like kind of like we tracked the, we also tracked the drums last. We
0: recorded When them, we though, or when, yeah. we record,
2: when we recorded when we recorded we did some scratch drums. I mean, we actually like looked up, did our research, and like one of the big things for the new record was like I kind of wanted to go for like a Sly and the Family Stone feel or like Paul Simon feel, and we like that is
0: not what came to mind when I was listening to it because to me it sounds like catchy. I hear notes of Strokes, Nirvana, maybe a little Pixies, maybe a little Hold Steady. Old
2: yeah. steady what up? Craig hey, Finn. Finn, he was there last night. Craig, yeah, the singer is our boy.
4: He's fantastic. He's the best. Yes, We're playing a show with them coming up soon. Really, here in New
0: York, let's All right, so I usually do this first, but let's do it last. Um, meditation. Any experience with meditation?
2: Yeah, I mean, not not as much as I should. No, but we have
0: people of all levels of experience that so don't get
2: sheepish. But here. there, but there's this. Uh, there was this thing called Against the Stream.
0: Oh yeah, I know
2: Against the Stream. And and it was pretty close to like where where we were living in San Francisco and Can you,
0: re- can you just define it for folks? Tell people what it is?
2: It's this dude who wrote the book The Dharma Punks.
0: Dharma Punks. So it's Adam Levine, what's, is that his name? No, what's his name? Noah. Noah Levine, right. He is he wrote a book called Dharma Punks and he started basically which is like a kind of a lineage a school of a kind of a modern school of Buddhism, which is focused on people kind of in the punk rock community and recovery. Um, and one of the teachers is based in L.A. now, uh, mm. S- Joanna Harper, who's been on this podcast and is part one of the teachers on the 10% Happier app as well. So I'm definitely familiar with their work. They do great stuff. So one of their outposts is, was close to where you were living in San Francisco? Yeah,
2: in San Francisco and – in L.A., too. I've been down there. And it's pretty cool because they do, like, guided meditations. But it's also, like, some, like, tattooed punk dude who's, like, yeah, you know, like, I'm just, like, f***ing think about, like, in my head. You know, like, <laughs> where you're, like, it doesn't fe- You can kind of, like, relate and you can kind of, like, let let your guard down when you feel, like, a little bit more comfortable, you know? Because and,
0: you're not surrounded by aging hippies or robe gurus or yeah, whatever. Yeah, someone who look like, you.
2: like, yeah, if you feel... If you feel like judged, or you feel like you're just stinking up the place, you know, like you might, you might be a little more reserved. But so, and then one of our friends too, who's who's a director who lives in New York City too, his name is Rob Susi, and he he really meditates like every morning. Like we did a couple road trips where he like drove across across the United States like in a car, helping our friend move, and like. I'd wake up wherever we were like in the morning and he'd be like seven in the morning, like against the wall, like actually meditating, you know? And it was like, he kind of like, there was a few people in my life that, that made me feel like it was like, okay and cool. And it helped to understand. It's like, it's like, of course, of course, to like take time in your life to like, just stop for a second, you know? Especially, like, if you're living in New York City or we're living in San Francisco or we're living in L.A., it's, like, there's something all the f-ing time. You know, like, growing up where I grew up, it's, like, it's quiet, it's like, out by Yosemite. You know, so it's, like, even if you're not meditating, you are, kind of, because you can just actually sit there. We didn't have, like, cable or internet or anything, so you are just, like, at times just there, like, with yourself or with nothing, you know. But then now it's, like, yeah. I understand the importance of it. but Have you made it a regular ha- practice
0: in any way? No, no. But you do get yourself together to go once in a while,
2: it sounds like. Yeah, or try. and it. it it's kind of like one of those... It's a f***ed up thing with doing what we do because it's like... You're always like, Okay, like I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this and then there's all this shit that we do non stop. Like we were in Europe last week and then the day that we got back we had to drive down to LA and play some secret show for a bunch of like music supervisors. And then the next week after that we flew out to here and then the next week we're like doing this and then the week after that we're like do this and so it's like you make all these plans or these like ideas or things that you need to do whether it's like meditation or physical therapy or something and then before you know it it's been a year and we've just been like gone
0: i think you got to give yourself a break i mean Mm -hmm. you're riding something here you got to just see it through
2: right Although that, I
0: would say meditation is more portable and easier to do on the road than physical right. therapy, probably. A friend of mine recommended Headspace. When I was Headspace on is great. Um, I'm partial to 10% Happier as an app. But uh, so can he get is that? Great.
2: Does that cost money? 10% Happier. Uh, not for you. It won't. Cost hey! Free hey. <laughs> subscription. That's great. <laughs>
0: Uh, I feel like Oprah. You get a car. You get a car. <laughs> <laughs> you get you get <laughs> so what? What? What if anything? Like, why is it attractive to you? I mean, you talked a little bit about this, but what if anything did it do for you on the times where you have done it? What? What about it speaks to you other than the fact that in this and, and against the stream they have tats? Uh,
2: <laughs> I mean, just like I mean, growing up, one growing up where I did grow up, it's like. It's like I'm used to, like, I don't know, I need, like, some time here and there to just, like... I mean, everyone do, everyone does, of course. But, and then just to, like, kind of, I don't know. It's like, it's like, everyone needs sleep. You know, like, everyone needs some, like, time.
0: I mean, you gotta, we, we are besieged all the time with information all the time. You're moving around, and the brain needs to... You need to teach it how to focus. You need to t- teach it how to um, not be distracted, which is another thing you sing about and Be Kind to the Bugs. Um, so, yeah, it's important to do it just the same way you got to work
4: on your body. Does anybody else here have an interest in it? Uh, you, you were talking about Headspace. Just, yeah, a friend is, this is On rough. the last tour recommended um, Headspace, and I downloaded the app. I think we were in Seattle, and just did like a three-minute or five-minute yeah. exercise to start just at a cafe. I just kind of like walked to and. Um, it was crazy because I didn't really know what to expect, but it actually like, I don't know, I had this sort of like Zen feeling come over me, which is kind of sort of cheesy to say. I don't know, but when you, I, when, I wasn't like, when you say Zen feeling, what do you mean by that specifically? I don't know. Just like the, the breathing exercises, like it's hard to describe because it's something that I've never done or, you know, it's like, did you keep up with it? I did a little bit, yeah, like on tour, I definitely noticed after the first one that there was like a noticeable difference, and uh, I almost kind of was so relaxed that I fell asleep for a little bit in that cafe, or like, kind of just like, sort of lost track of time for a second, and... Had to get back to the venue or whatever, but then like and I And then
2: we're probably like what the fuck? Huh? <laughs> get over here! Get over here right
4: you... now! Yeah, man.
2: but then can yeah, David I don't know, can like...
0: David be a diva? <laughs> 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 well, we, we can all be divas. Group diva, Hive diva. Yeah,
2: you want to see? Uh, yeah, man, I
0: want some more rock and roll behavior over here.
4: So yeah, I would try to get away, you know, and like just like touring is just such like a mental. T- you got to like give yourself some space alone and just like personally i I, you know i like just like going on walks or whatever like getting lost and having that time alone so like to add that to it i think helped a lot and then i tried to start it so i I did it a few more times on tour but it's just like hard in the van especially as related to i tried to do it in a van once and it was just like i couldn't get comfortable you know you really need to like you just you're kind of like on this a bench seat that's just not comfortable at all, or like the floor, or wherever you're, you're sleeping. You actually sleep in the van. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's if where
3: it, I get most of my sleep. <laughs> your your, see, sleep. I, I your baseline a is a license. green room. Yeah, you don't, yeah. Have, a don't have a driver's license. I have a driver's license. Well, see, my my parents like dipped out on me when I was sixteen. What so, does that like, mean? Dip, like they like left. Like pretty b- much both like, of your parents. Well, my mom. Moved across the the country from Santa Rosa to like somewhere in Philadelphia. I don't even know really where she went. And then my dad's like, he kind of, he was living in an RV. He couldn't really like take care of me and my sister. So like never had a car, like never really, you know, I've been homeless pretty much since 16, like kind of living places for like months at a time before me and my head friends got evicted or like, you know, but I guess, like, I was having this experience at, I was at work, and it was just when I moved into the green room, and I had a co I was, like, freaking out over something, and I was, like, having a really hard time, and my coworker was like, give me your phone, give me your headphones, like, give me anything that will distract you, and go sit up there with the lights off, and I will tell you when to come down, and she, like, locked me in this room with nothing, and I think that was like my first experience with like actually slowing down and like kind of like thinking about like all the things that have happened and like how I get to the point where I almost feel like I'm going to have a panic attack, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and then that's something now that I tried to do. I don't do it regularly, you know, because I just usually don't have a dark space to sit in alone. (laughs) You know, you don't need that, by the way. Yeah, you don't. You don't. I don't think I have the I haven't gotten to the place where I can create that
0: box. You know, we should talk about that, because actually, I think one of the biggest obstacles to meditation, first of all, what happened to you with your parents is terrible. So I just want to acknowledge that that sucks but the the second thing is that i think one of the natural so I'm, this is not a criticism one of the natural obstacles that people have to me- meditation is that we think we need to reach some special state of calm or zen or imperturbability mm-hmm. but actually really what meditation is about is being okay with whatever's there mm-hmm. the point is not to be unnaturally or bulletproof imperturbability or whatever the point is actually to be able to surf the chaos instead of drowning it yeah totally. so you can do meditation on an uncomfortable chair you can do meditation in a smelly van wherever really all it is is paying close attention to whatever's happening without getting yanked around by it so usually we start with your breath you feel what your breath feels like coming in and going out and then when you get distracted, you start again and again and again. And that may not feel like being in a dark room where things are really calm. Mm. What it may feel like is, wow, my mind is insane. Yeah. But seeing the insanity allows you not to be owned by totally. it. Totally. And that is the game. Yeah. That's the game. And I think I mean I think I try not to be too much of a proselytizer, but it sounds like it could be useful since you are already gravitating toward it naturally. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Or just having people see, like, if you if you kind of just – because I feel like one of the things, like Dave says, like, it, we just haven't stopped since we've started this. And there's so many things that happened that I feel like I don't have time to really look at and be like, okay, that happened. You know? Or, like, it's just kind of like, okay, that happened. Put it into the back – of my mind and then because everything else is just happening just as fast so i think that is like that is a a practice that i think would be useful for me to actually look back and like be okay with the things that have happened instead of just like oh i'm not gonna think about it
0: you know yeah yeah because you know what even if even if you tell yourself you are not thinking about it, it's there. It's there, and exactly. it's acting on you blindly. Exactly. Yeah, it's driving you in a blind way. So it's like you know, I mean, there are lots of modalities. Meditation is not a miracle. I am for all of them. You know, the medication, therapy, What's, physical exercise. Mm. Like there are a bunch of ways to get at the pain of the human condition. Can you describe
4: like your typical like practice for like just an every day?
0: Like, yeah. So for me, it's b- basically sit in a reasonably quiet place, but if it's not that qu- quiet, I actually will just pipe a little white noise into my headphones mm-hmm. and close my eyes. And Or if like I'm in an airport and I don't want to sit there and be obviously meditating, I can just have my headphones in and kind of gaze softly at a neutral spot on the ground. And then all you're doing is bringing your full attention to the feeling of your breath coming in and going out. So you just you're not actually thinking about your breath, you're just acknowledging it feeling I, it yeah. you're feeling the raw data of the rising and falling of your belly or the air coming in and out of your nose and then you will very quickly get violently distracted over and over and over and by random thoughts by powerful emotions by whatever and that's actually part of the again, It's not a failure the moment you see that you have become distracted is the moment you are meditating correctly the game is to see over and over and over how wild the mind is so that that wildness doesn't drive you all the time Mm -hmm. and it's just like a, a process of getting familiar with your actual life um because most of the time most of the things we do that are most embarrassing or most negative are when we're owned by our ego the ego has you you know like eating stuff you don't need to eat or taking drugs you don't need to take or saying things in a relationship that are more toxic than you need to say and actually you with meditation with more self-awareness with more familiarity of the, with your own mind you can kind of see the storm coming before it fully hits makes landfall and you're you're done you're often running your you know seven paragraphs deep into a argument with your significant other that you didn't need to have so it's not foolproof i mean i make really dumb mistakes all the time. I just, I think I make fewer of them than I used to. And that's largely just because I can kind of see, oh, I'm getting angry before. Whereas the anger would hit and I was off. Right. Yeah. Does that make any totally, sense? Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. One of the guys that, uh, that this is David talking against just, the stream. Yeah. This is David. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys at the, against the stream spot said some one time, he was like, I just imagine like taking a sponge and just like scrubbing my brain. And like I like, and I, that was like one that was like I really liked, and I like imagine like even just scrubbing all the little like little nooks and crannies of your like little little mushy brain.
0: And the thing about cleaning anything is you're going to get in touch with some pretty ugly stuff. Yeah, and that that's okay. Like I think a lot of people get in touch with that ugly stuff, or even if it's just completely mundane, you know, thinking about what's for lunch. People see that happening, I think. I think it was you who said at the beginning. You before we started rolling, you said you tried meditation once and it failed. Was it you? Or yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. By the way, say your name. Uh, again. I'm Nick. Nick has not spoken yet. Nick yeah. is <laughs> meditating over there, um, <laughs> I'm trying to. The, the, I'm trying.
2: takes a 10 happier <laughs> app. That's right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I Dan feel Harris. like he,
0: David should have Plug. smiled, and there would be a little like little glint off of his teeth. Yeah. Uh, people have this moment where they see, oh my god, I'm thinking about all this crazy stuff. Yeah. I can't do this, but that is doing it. Yeah, that's the reframing. That's basically the foundation of this company is me just saying that over and over again. Because meditation has a huge PR problem, which is people think they can't do it. But actually, the thing, the moment when people are thinking they can't do it is the moment they have
4: done it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like even like coming into touch with like some of that like like weird like I don't know. I get like super scatterbrained all the time, and I'm just like my mind's in a million places at once. But even just like trying to like yeah just take a second to like calm down
0: and like when you hear those things you'll be like oh yeah that's weird and like you know just like looking at it differently i guess absolutely but yeah. but the, what you described is your mind's all over the place yeah that is a symptom of being a human being yeah that is, that is just nothing more than that we yeah. may there are there are there's a spectrum some people have wilder minds for a variety of internal or external reasons but like that it, we descended from nervous monkeys yeah. who were always looking out for threats or food, yeah. and that's just the mind we have. Like, yeah. And so, I, no point getting nervous I think about <laughs> threats or food. <laughs> it's like, is this going to hurt me, or you know, or is can I hurt? eat it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, oh yeah, you, Junebug. Junebug looks like he's in. Med- let's let's finish with you. Have you been done any meditating or? Uh, I've never. <laughs>
1: been to a class or anything like that but there's definitely been times where i've been so incredibly stressed out in life because life is crazy as shit and on the point of having a panic attack or whatever just like my mind is doing a million things and i'll just go outside and just sit there and just close my eyes and just i guess yeah just kind of pay more attention to my breathing than anything that's going on around me that's it and it helps yeah and i'll just do it for like i don't you know yeah like five minutes or something i'll you know i'd listen to like the traffic or whatever and yeah that's like sometimes life is just so shitty that you have to not work you know there's nothing i can do about some of the problems that i have so it's like i'll just shut everything off in my my head and just focus on what's happening today
0: right now so what we're gonna what the hopefully if you use the app which will be free for you uh what, we're, what we'll what teach you is just, like, a slightly, minorly, if that's even a word, enhanced version of what you're already doing. Mm. Just a little bit more, like, disciplined version of that.
2: That's cool. It's a cool thing to reiterate, too, that that you can do meditation wherever. Because I feel like that's, like, a lot of us have the same. It's like, oh, I don't have a space. I mean, especially because we're, like, the only time that we're away from each other is, like, when we're taking a sh- and even like when, yeah. when they're taking a <laughs> shit, we know that they're taking a <laughs> shit, yeah, you yeah. know, but, but so it's like, that's, that's the thing for us to like our whole lives, like pretty much, you know, cause everyone's like, no one, no one lived in a mansion. No one like, ha- you know, ever like had their own like little space, I think ever, mm-hmm. but so just to like also teach yourself that you could just be okay in the world and, and do it anywhere in an uncomfortable chair you know or like uh, so you guys
0: you guys are uh, you don't need to tell yourselves the story that you need the right conditions because yeah. they're you they're almost certainly not going to come yeah so and even like, do like it what you were saying want. earlier
4: it's like I, I in my head it's always been like oh you, you reach this like zen moment and nope. you just like everything's okay and nope. it's like yeah but like yeah when you're saying it's like no the getting distracted is part of it and it's like oh
0: well, then maybe I have actually been successful. You, you, then, there may be Zen moments, but you can't will them into existence. And yeah, I mean, what you described, what Ross described, as being in the cafe, where actually, really, uh, he did yeah. uh, a sense of calm came over him. Great, that, that yeah. does ha- happen, but that doesn't mean he did it right and you're doing it wrong. It just means like that's the situation that arose just, there. Yeah. Um, and next time he meditates, that it may be the exact opposite. It doesn't matter. It's really not about being, becoming a better meditator. It's about, about like, being better at being alive. Yeah. That's the skill that you're trying to train. L- well, one last question for you guys. Given that uh, we've only heard um, uh, the sort of personal narratives of David and Sean, right? Shane. Shane. But, <laughs> but Sean, Sean is one well. of the names. Sean is right. one <laughs> of the names. One of the names. Okay. <laughs> But, but it, sounds, yeah. it sounds like uh, – sound, I'm just gleaning from some of the comments that all of you have had personal challenges. So I guess, I guess my question is if my co- prediction about the trajectory of this band is correct and that things do work out well, which I would be very surprised if they do not, will, won't that pose challenges of – I mean we've seen behind the music, right? So like yeah. no, oh, sure. yeah. won't that yeah. pose challenges too?
2: Yeah, I mean that's something that 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 is a big that's like a it's, big fear and something that we actually like kind of talk about too cuz it's about. like it's like if we can fuck up our lives with no money <laughs> <laughs> like imagine what we can do we with can do, a lot of you money you know like yeah, yeah. so and and but that's that's the thing is like hopefully I and and I totally understand why People do f*** up their lives bad if it's like the trajectory is like straight up. You don't really have a time to like be appreciative or or understand what's going on or understand living, especially if you're like a lot younger too. I and like that's why people are is because you know like you we, they haven't had to like live through any of the they were yeah. living through. So hopefully, yeah, we do talk about that kind of a lot.
0: Well. I hope it's a problem you get to deal with. Uh-huh. <laughs> I really do. Um, uh, I feel it,
2: like you could wear... We got some extra Culture beauty shirts, too. And oh, you I'll could, wear them. You could wear one on... On, a... on ABC News. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you could, you like... I mean, you could. I,
0: I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Um, but I definitely will wear it um, a little bit. in public. How's a little bit? that?
2: Yeah. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Let's start some baby steps, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: You guys are awesome. I we've never had a podcast where we'll have to do this amount of bleeping. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just got a want wah look from Lauren, our producer. Um, thank you guys, really thank appreciate you. it. And you're thank uh, you. I, I love you even more now. So nice awesome. It. awesome. Thanks. If you like 10% Happier, and I hope you do, uh, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com slash survey.
3: If you travel, you know when it comes to love. See you soon. Can't wait. The sky is no limit. You know, with your Delta Amex card, being oceans apart means meeting in Aruba. And booking a war travel with your card means saving 15% on Delta flights. You know, kissing under the bridge of size guarantees eternal love because you're the long distance lovebirds. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. take off 15 discount, not applicable to partner operated flights or taxes and fees. Terms apply. Visit go.amex. You know. Welcome to Pura, the most pristine.